Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss the importance of being picky. No, no, no. So this is a question I received from a listener, from a viewer, something that I've talked about in uh, different capacities, I think, either on the blog and on this podcast, on, the, on this YouTube channel. The importance of uh, showing a lot of interest in seemingly trivial interest, caring a lot about seemingly trivial interest. And then when we care a lot, a, lot, a lot about something that seems trivial, it ends up becoming maybe not so trivial and serves a deeper, more meaningful purpose to our lives. And I think where I come from this with why it's important to do this is we live in this culture, it's kind of split. We, 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 we receive two different messages. On the one hand, you know, it's the, hey, be cool, you know, go with the flow. Um, just, just relax. Uh, yeah, just say you're fine. You know, like the dog with the coffee cup. Oh, I'm fine. Right. And, uh, be like the water, not the rock, you know, the Bruce Lee quotation. I think Bruce Lee is definitely correct in a certain context, but people extrapolate that out and become Sedona, West coast, you know, California guy with that, with a quotation like that. But on the other hand, what do guys want? They want a mission. They want a purpose. They want goals. They want some kind of internal locus of control that drives them to something that they want, right? Not because their dad wants it, not because their mom wants it, not because girls will think they're, they're cool. I mean, that may be a secondary uh, effect, you know, of having your own purpose, but that's really not the, the main point of that. It's just to, to be set on a mission. And I think in order to do the mission, purpose, goal thing that you generate from within, you got to first do the care a lot about seemingly uh, trivial things. I know I, I bring this up in my book. Um, I want when I talk about a boundary, when I talk about a psychological boundary, how it's really this combination of how our how our uh, mind and decisions interact with the world. Right, that's what a psychological boundary is. And just to uh, demonstrate the importance of a boundary, I give some seemingly trivial interests of mine, or s seemingly trivial things that, that I care about, and I, you know, and they're really silly. Like I prefer chicken wings to burgers. Even that depends. If it's a Saturday, I like a burger. But if it's a Sunday, I like chicken wings. That's just what I care about. Uh, I like the Natural History Museum. I like the yeah the Hall of Human Origins at the Natural History Museum. Um, there's a few other ones in there. Oh yeah, like Victor Hugo. You know, a few things like that. And then I think the joke is, what does this say about me? With these seemingly trivial interests, what does this say about me? This means I'm a bro who's trying to be smarter than he is. No, which is kind of true, right? Just from those trivial interests, just as as in, just as an indication of how important it is to have trivial interest. But having a trivial interest, being picky, it seems to be denigrated in our society. You know, think of, like, that's a pretty common way that we uh, denigrate rich people in culture and pop culture. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> Lorelai's Mother and Gilmore Girls. I mean, I don't watch that show. I've heard, I've heard that Lorelai's Mother and Gilmore Girls you know, one of the things she's, uh, she does that seemingly annoying is she's really picky about, you know, she's the kind of woman uh, who, you know, East Coast, Connecticut, you know, wealthy kind of woman who would send back a chicken cutlet if there wasn't enough cutlet, on, you know, the chicken cutlet. And this is something that Lorelai would roll her eyes at, you know, but this is actually a really important thing and it's a really high status thing to do because it's not just about, it's not just about having the, the thing you care about. It's not just about being picky. It's what being picky, it's what having seemingly trivial interest does to your psychology. What happens when they bring out the chicken cutlet, not enough cutlet, you want to send it back. What happens? Well, you have to 
at least assert a need in some respect, right? You have to say to the waiter, you know, this isn't exactly what I want. And what are you doing when you assert that need? Well, I think you, you, well, I think that the need is come second. What first you got to do is you got to confront the anxiety. You know, saying I want a chicken cutlet with a certain amount of cutlet. That is you, in a sense, standing out. Now, you think that's any different than what you need to do when you develop a purpose or develop some kind of goal? You don't think you're going to need to stand out in a much greater capacity? I see the caring about the chicken cut cutlet as a stepping stone to developing a purpose and goals. A lot of guys, they don't have a purpose, they don't have a goal, they don't have a mission, but also they don't care about chicken cutlet. And they think the chicken cutlet's no big deal. Like, oh, I'm just going to focus on my mission, my goal, you know, whatever the, the high balloon thing is. And it's like, no, you got to do the, if you can't do the one, you can't do the other. Oh, I just want to be cool. I don't want to disturb the waiter. No, you're rationalizing. The same way that you would rationalize not having a mission, not having a purpose, you would rationalize not mentioning that there isn't enough cutlet on, on the chicken cutlet. Uh, so you got to stand out. That's what being picky means. It means standing out. It also means, you know, as I brought up before, but I think it's better to mention it in this order, you got to assert a need. You, you need to inconvenience other people with your own needs, perhaps. Well, you don't think that's what you're going to be doing when you develop a purpose, develop some kind of goal. You are inadvertently going to be inconveniencing a lot of people. People won't like it. You're going to have to take a stand and you're going to create some kind of enemies. Now, you think that is any different psychologically than telling the waiter, inconveniencing the waiter, the chef, whoever it is, like, hey, this chicken cutlet, not exactly correct. No, it's the same thing. So I don't see that, oh, you're getting distracted with the small trivial things. Oh, don't worry about that. Oh, you know, like the very common thing with guys is, oh, clothes don't matter. It doesn't matter how you look. No, it does matter how you look. It does matter how you look. Because not only do you have to make the decision about what shirts you're going to wear, what kind of jeans you're going to wear, what kind of shoes you wear, you need to take a stand and in a sense defend yourself in a very small way. I think with fashion in a very small way. Uh, but you need to take some kind of stand and defend yourself against, okay, so for instance, I think Chuck Taylors are her issues, I like Vans, so now I have to argue with people who wear Chuck Taylors. Okay, do you think that is any different than me arguing against the CBT hegemony with my ideas? No, it's the same. Emotionally, it's the same thing, yet more things get triggered when you argue, argue bigger ideas that mean more to your specific purpose or anything else like that. Um, but it's the same muscle, it's the same psychological muscle that you uh, need to build up. So any small interest, you know, being picky, any small interest, it just, not only does it help you manage your anxiety and anger, but in managing your anxiety and anger, you begin to develop a boundary. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that women typically are more attracted to men. I mentioned this in my book too, on, on boundaries, they're more attracted to men who are picky. Now, why is that? Because it says something about you, right? It doesn't matter what your boundary is to a woman as much. I mean, it does to some extent, but as much as it matters that you have a boundary, that you have an identity. I do not know much about women, but what I do know, I do know this about women is that anytime a woman, you know, throws her hands up and rolls her eyes and says, oh, you're incorrigible or, oh, you're so difficult or, oh, you're so stubborn to her boyfriend or to her husband, on the surface, she's exasperated and frustrated, but deep down, she's falling in love with you a little bit more. I'm not saying to have to develop trivial interests and care about these so a woman will like you. I'm saying to do it, and what's going to happen 
and just as an indication that this is an important psychological process that is not only important for your survival, but by extension, your woman's survival, just as, a, as an indication how important this is that women will love you more when you are picky, when you do have, like, like yeah, I, I don't eat burgers. I, don't, I do not eat cheeseburgers on Sunday night. I will definitely eat one on Saturday night, but not Sunday night. That's just what I like. I think my week goes better that way. I have all these reasons. And see, now, now I'm defending it. Now I'm talking about myself and, and how eating chicken wings, you, you know, see what happens here? You, see, you understand that the argument between Shake Shack, guys who like Shake Shack and In-N-Out isn't just about the burger. It's about a philosophy. It's about incorporating different aspects of your psyche into the value of what the burger represents. Like, I think, for example, my my, uh, my buddy Derek on the Brazen Heads, he likes In-N-Out, I like Shake Shack. I think the Shake Shack burger is objectively better, but I think Derek, and I'm not saying this is wrong, this is just who he is, right? Like, he is taking his stand as a man. He, he likes the aesthetic of In-N-Out more than Shake Shack because you have to go into to freaking Shake Shack and order, like, a shroom stack or, you know, whatever it is. You don't have to. I just say, you know, the one with the mushroom or the one with the bacon, a Shack stack. You know, I think in Derek's mind, and I don't want to... Put, put words in his mouth. I'll talk with him on the next phrase and that's about this. But I think in his mind, it's like, that's ridiculous. I'll just go with the burger that doesn't taste as good, but just just more aesthetically pleasing. Just walking into this environment is more aesthetically pleasing. Okay, so see, we're not just arguing about a silly burger. That is not a silly stance you take. The fact that I like, oh yeah, I think I mentioned Braveheart as opposed to some other movie, uh, True Lies. No, I like True Lies. I don't know. There, there's some other movie, like there's something about Braveheart that means more to me and to my values than, you know, some other silly action movie. But again, I don't think it's a silly action movie. There's a bunch of examples here. Um, but but what are we saying here? You, you got to be engaged with reality. Right? I, I think we all know that to some degree. That's what guys are implicitly want. That's what they implicitly want when they go after a purpose, when they go after, you know, a contribution, as I talk about in the book, uh, link below to the store where you can uh, download that. We need more engagement with reality. That's what a mission, that, that's what a purpose is. That's what developing gravitas in our life is. That's what developing a boundary is. And take it wherever you can. You know, it's not the zero sum. Oh, if I care about the chicken wings I eat, then I care less about my purpose. No, caring more about the chicken wings that you eat makes it more likely for you to care about a purpose or something bigger or that's going to be more important